0: This is Dick Tracy on the case of the Panther's murder. Stand by for action. Let's go, man. Yes, it's Dick Tracy, protector of law and order. The Tracy fans, today is the celebration of Indiana Day. On December 11, 1816, Indiana became the 19th state to join the union. You know it's said that less than 300 years ago, French trappers and fur traders were the first white men to enter that region. But it wasn't until about 80 years later that the first permanent settlement was made at Fort Grand And as late as 1811, Indians were still making trouble in the area. But General William Henry Harrison, who later became president, waged war against the unfriendly Indians who followed Tecumseh. He defeated them decisively, as you recall, in the Battle of Chitticum. There was practically no trouble after that. But five years later, Indiana became a state. Two hundred years ago, a wilderness, today, the southwestern state in population. Yes, three and a half million people are proud to make their homes in the Hoosier State. That's Indiana's nickname. The state flower is Virginia. Its capital, Indianapolis. Indiana's motto is the crossroads of America. So, thank you fans all over America have joined the people of the Hoosier State in celebrating the 130th anniversary of Indiana becoming one of these states. And now, let's take it. A man has been killed, and $10,000 is missing. All this followed the football game at the exclusive Calvary Academy. The murderer had vanished, and it looked like the perfect crime until Kit Nichols, a member of the board of Customs at Calvary Academy, came forward with some important information. He said that he had seen a man run out of the building and drive off in a taxi cab, and that furthermore, he had gotten the license number. And this brought an unexplained outburst from Joe Gary. Today's episode begins in the apartment of Joe's father, 50 years Hey, Ellen. Take
1: it
0: easy. Well, my goodness, please do I didn't hear you,
1: Ellen. I just didn't hear you.
0: I've been told you, Ellen, if you came in. I'm sorry, Ellen, I didn't hear you. Well, we've
1: been living in the living apartment
0: for eight years, and then we've decided I've been in the kitchen, and we've been in the living room, and i spoke to you in a perfectly normal
1: voice who have heard me without the least in trouble. I think you must have gotten dead. Look, is that the only subject in the world
0: you can talk on, Ellen? Oh, uh, I'm sorry, sister. I didn't mean to rob you. Oh, it's all right, Ellen. Forget it. You're worried about something, aren't you, sister? No, I'm just nervous, that's all. Please don't bother yourself about
1: it. Is it an accident, sister? Did you run into somebody with a cab? Don't be
0: silly. You know I'm a careful driver. I've never had an accident, and I don't aim to. Why, the cab company's congratulated me several times on my record. I know, but I was just asking. Because there's something sitting heavy on your
1: mind. I tell you, forget it. Sister, we've been married a long time. We've been very close to each other. We've never had any secrets that so we didn't care the one with the other. Isn't there? Yeah,
0: I guess that's right. Then why don't you tell me what's wrong with you? By heaven, stay telling me. Will you stop cross-examining me? I'm sorry, Sixty. Was it a good day, (laughs) Hattie? I wouldn't exactly call it my best day. Sixty, something hasn't happened to Joe, has it? Please tell me,
1: Sixty. I've got to know. No,
0: Ellen, Joe is fine. He's just fine, I said. Oh,
1: thank goodness. I thought maybe something
0: had happened to Joe, and you're afraid to tell me. Yeah, nothing could happen to Joe. That boy is a rugged kid.
1: (laughs) Imagine
0: him going
1: to Calvert
0: Academy and being so high in his studies in the first ten of his What? And he made the junior high football team. Did you see him playing the game? Sure, I saw him playing the game. Uh, But I sat up on the other side of the field. How did he do? it? Well, How did he do? He won it. That's all he won Uh, Oh, My, I just wish I could have seen it. He intercepted a pass on his own 38-yard line and then fought all the way up the field for the touchdown that won the game. Did they see for him? Sure, they did. They knocked themselves out. Oh, my goodness.
1: (laughs) And did you food go after the game? Uh,
0: No, no, I didn't. I I couldn't. I I had to get away. Oh, you
1: could have seen him. He's at that Broaden school all the time. He looks forward to seeing him. I'll write him tonight and tell him you saw the game. Yeah, do that, will you? And now you just sit down and eat your supper. Don't think the whole trouble with me, you Don't eat enough. I'm not hungry. Nonsense. I picked all your favorites for the nonsense. I told you I'm not hungry. Well, all right. You don't have to eat. Well, at least I spoke to yourself before of Kimberly before you left town academy. It's
0: been a nice it nice to her,
1: would have been I nice to... Kimberly. How was it? She'd dead, Ellen.
0: she is dead. Oh, oh! Somebody killed Oh, no! Oh, no. He was our friend. He was so good to kill. was at the door, I'd like to talk to Mr. Fifty Gears. I've to come in, Ellen. I uh, wouldn't we'll come in, please. All right, thank you. I'm in fact a good place, eh? This is Mr. Top-Batton. How do you do? I'm Fifty Years. I'm here to take you into custody, sister. Oh, you must be mistaken, Mrs. Mason. What do you want me for? Well, I don't want you for anything. And I've been ordered to pick you up and take you to Calvert County to choose Steffi White. What's the charge? The murder of Professor Mandy Kimberly. Oh, Mr. Mason, that's impossible. She's right. It's impossible. Ellen. Yes, sister. Yes, yes. Look at me, dear. Remember you said that we've never had any secrets from each other? I
1: don't remember.
0: But we still haven't. I've never killed anybody. I know that, sister. You don't have to tell me. No matter what they do to me, don't you forget that. I won't. I'll let you take a few personal belonging to you, Tessie, but let's make it fast. i have got to get done. You're making a terrible mistake, Mr. Tracy. Well, I have nothing to do with it, Tessie. I told you that I've an order to pick you up and deliver you to his wife. And what, Tessie, is there anything to get going with that? Well, it's not just me, Mr. Tracy, Mr. Patton. I don't care about myself. It's two are going to do terrible harm to two other innocent people. My wife, Ellen and my son. Oh... Is your son old girl, the one who goes to Calvert Academy, with me, that touchdown? Yeah. Mm, that's quite a little touchdown, doesn't it, son? Right? Yes, it's true, it does, dude. Do you mind if I ask a question, Kitty? What is it? Doesn't it seem a little odd that the son of a taxi driver should be going to a swell school like Calvert Academy? What's hard about it? Our boys didn't look for any school in the country. Well, I didn't mean to let like that Mrs. to Sure, your son's one of the finest young half-lots I've really ever seen Franks down a few years. And I'm positive it is even better to study. I've been getting the dentist to both get a bring-in. Uh, well, what that means, Mrs. Gears, is from a purely economic standpoint, it seems strange your son could be going, going to a certain extent of school if he, uh, have a scholarship? He does not. Well, I'd like to explain things to you, Mr. Takes it. Oh, if you would, Jekyll. We, uh, we don't like to ask questions that don't concern us, but this is a murder case. And don't forget, this. it's a murder case that outside our district. Once we deliver 50 go to the court, our only interest in the proceedings is that a of private citizens. Uh, it's an unfortunate technicality that I'm beginning to regret more and more. Oh, okay, so tell us about Joe. Well, it's pretty simple, Mr. Tracy. It's just that I've always wanted Joe to have the advantages in life that I couldn't have. You've had a good life, Mr. Tracy. I know we have, Ellen. But you see, Mr. Tracy, I worked pretty hard driving a cab, and I saved my money so that Joe could have the education that I missed. Okay. And when I found out that Calvert School was one of the best, and that Professor Kimberly was teaching there, well, well, I- ask I- a minute, Jeffrey. Did you know Professor Kimberly before Joe went to Harvard, again? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. I've meet him. Well, I I once took a course at the University Extension School. Professor Kimberly was the instructor. I didn't do so good at the course, but I got to know Mr. Kimberly. We used to talk quite a lot after classes. Please don't laugh. Nobody's laughing, Ripley. go on. Well, as I told we used most of our savings, but with Professor Kimberly's help, we got Joe well into college. And he's done well, known. He's in the top ten of his class. I thought I had no doubt, I should I'd like you to tell me what you did on the afternoon that Professor Kimberly was murdered. Well, when I was new hacking, I drove out to the school. You see, I own my own cab, and I parked it where I always did, by Blair House. Just why do you park there? Well, Blair Stonehouse is where Professor Kimberly has his office in his room. I still don't understand why you had to park just there. Well, you see, Mr. Tracy, I'm, I'm just a taxi driver. Now, I'm not ashamed of that, but, well, I, I didn't want people in the school to know that Joe's father... Wysen's an important man. You know how things are. I was afraid it my hurt Joe in the school. Oh, I disagree Well, maybe I, I was wrong, but that's the way I figured. Oh, so, it. Oh, that's the that by Joe somehow. Yeah. Yeah, it was well hidden there. Very few people could see it. And then I, I went over and watched the football game, and I saw Joe make that touchdown. I still remember that for a long time. So huh. would well, I... What happened after that? Well, I went to Professor Kendall's room to meet Joe. I always did that about once a month. See, the professor used to tell me that I was crazy and... Joe used to want me to kind of walk around the school grounds with him, but like I told you, I wouldn't do it because I did not want people to know that Joe's dad was just a cat-runner. Well, as I told you, Shafi, I agree with Joe in the school. However, nothing would affect Joe's popularity at that institution. That's, uh, what happened? Well, after the game, I went up to Professor Kimberly's room and knocked on the door. There was no answer, so I opened the door and walked in to see what he told me to do in case he was out. Come so on, When I got in the room, I... Well, Professor Kimberly... Lying on the floor by the window. What did you do? I ran to him, lifted him up, and sat him in the window seat. And then I took I him a bit to see he was fainted. And then I, I thought he'd been beaten over the head. I listened to his heart and realized that he was dead. Mm. Then I, I heard somebody yelling outside the window, and I saw that open safe and the blood on the floor, and I realized that everyone would think that I murdered Professor Kimberley. I was panicky. I ran away. You left the body on the window, then. Yeah. And the window was open, not but... mm-hmm, okay. What did you do next, Well, oh, I ran down the stairs and got into my cab and drove away as fast as I could. Oh, I was scared, Mr. Tracy. I'm still scared, I had nothing to do with the murder of Professor Kimball. Listen, please, Mr. had nothing to do with it. The professor was his friend. Please, don't take me away, Mr. Tracy. It might be my kid's life. I'm sorry, Sophie, but I have no alternative. Go on, Bill. For the moment, we'll return to the Tracy. The first? <laughs> The grand might be to singing tonight because this is the night of the great new Bing Crosby Show. Yes, sir, Wednesday is Bing's Day. The day for you to hear Bing Crosby sing the songs you like to hear, as only Bing can sing them. The new Bing Crosby Show is a little sort of spectacular with John Scott Sauter in his orchestra, the rhythms of the charioteers and the pianos with Henderson. And don't forget to let you for Bing Crosby, and we'll tonight. Wednesday night is Bing's Day night. Wednesday is also the time for that fun and money for a pot of gold. Happy fun, supplies the fun, who also has a hand in supplying the money. Because he's the fellow who sings the fool on the pot of gold program. It's another Wednesday ABC Potter. Now, whoever happy calls on the telephone tonight may win a thousand bucks. So, you use it? Mm-hmm. This living, too, is Arlene Francis on The Affairs of Aunt Scott. And for crazy comedy the like of which you've never heard before, Laugh with Henry Morgan, tonight. Go for Tops and Entertainment, The Affairs of Anne Scotland, Bing Corsley, Pottergold, Henry Morgan, ABC Wednesday night. And now, back to Dick Tracer. Something goes to me that 50 years is going to be hung on Jason St. 11 in here. not know that I can help the public. This isn't great about me, Dick. Don't sit down at that. There are too many people who'd like to break it. Is Dick Tracer going to ruin his reputation to save a possible murderer? He may be flirting with more trouble than he can handle. Better tune in tomorrow for the adventures of Dick Tracy. This is radio by John Ray. This is George Gunn. Say, <laughs> hey, Tracy fans, do you have a number of favorite heroes? Well, soon you're going to add one to your list when you hear Sky King. Because when it comes to dangerous adventures, no one can... Make-